Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot and the struggle really is real comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced, here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood Podcast. I like Modelo's. Yo, you know? yo, yo, yo. I yo. used to like Brothello's, but then I stopped. Okay, wait. I put the headphones on. Yeah, put yeah. the headphones on so you can hear yourself so eloquently. Wow. Yeah. Sounds good, right? Now I feel like literally. <laughs> what's the uh? What's uh? Hi, I'm Sarasonic. Yeah, you're lit right serial now. Serial podcast. <laughs> Yo, you're literally lit right now. This is amazing. Wow. I I feel like my answers are already more intelligent just because I'm on the mic. <laughs> we out here, man. Pop that. Let's hear that. Put that to the mic so they can hear what's going on in the studio. Ooh. Oh, that just sounded crispy. You know, shout out to. Oh, you heard that? That's called kombucha. You know, so shout out to Health Aid sponsorships. The the probiotic tea is what they're calling it in the streets. Pink Lady Berry is popping. Um, <laughs> A lot of shit going on this week. Uh, this Wednesday, you can catch us at Better Days Comedy. This is our third show. This is going to be super fucking lit. We got some heaters. We got Christina Galston. We got um, uh, we got Amina Imani. We got uh, Nori Davis. And we got my main, main man, Mike Britt. He's going to fucking crush. Where is Better Days? It's at, I can't even find it on Google Maps. 302 Broom Street. Uh, I don't know when the next one's going to be after this one. That's on Wednesday, December 6th. It's going to be lit. You with it, Dan. Yo. For both. The, the first one, straight there was up a models at this. Straight up models at this show. It's crazy. Smoke show. It's, shout out to I'll Oliver. Shout I'll out to there. Oliver and Rita. They got the karaoke room. Um, so, yeah, check us out this Wednesday, December 6th. Better Days show. Straight models. Uh, even if you don't feel good, when you come in, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel and you're going to look good. Because it's all love. There's a grand piano in the building. Private karaoke. There's a club downstairs. Shout out to Oliver and Rita. Shout out to everybody at the bar. Um, it's lit. Uh, this weekend, uh, this past weekend actually, I went to Connecticut. I was at the Mohegan Sun. Gambling. Nah, I was performing. They had the uh, comics. Shout out to Comics Comedy Club at the Mohegan Sun. It was fucking lit. The people in New England... 
they get a bad rap sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just gotta go. Cause my whole life I'm in the Bronx, so they like yo fuck every fuck the Red Sox, fuck the Bruins, fuck the Boston Celtics, I'm fuck the Boston Terriers, fuck Boston Creams, and I'm like, well, they actually kind of delicious if you give them a chance. Boston Creams <laughs> are not that bad, but it was lit. Uh, also, every Monday you can catch us or you can catch me at Bar Masters Broken Comedy. With the gang, Mike Denny, Nimesh Patel. Uh, that shit is also lit every week. And make sure you go to the website, hopeofthehood.com. We got the Liddy Candles. Get them while the supplies last. Bodega Breeze. and, and candles. Yeah, we got scented candles, Bodega Breeze. That's, that's a strong first merchandise piece. We got to let them know, son. We that's want a you, good one. You could use it for a visual. For a visual. I would like one of For, those. I got you. Actually, we can trade. I was, no, I not even t-shirt. trade. I was supposed to. I was. Spo- I got you. It All was right, just good. a little. It was a little uh, mix up in logistics today. In delivery de- logistics, but definitely. you had the kombucha though. Yeah, you know we gonna make up for it. However we can. <laughs> so this week, uh, introducing. I'm very happy to have this guest. You heard him a little bit. I met this guy at a show. Shout out to Rufat. I was he. He was the plug. I did a show at this dope store in Brooklyn called Kids Super. Um, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I didn't know where I was going. I just got to, if you ever wanted to kill a comedian, just give him an address and tell him you got five minutes to him to talk to strangers and he's going to go and get killed. So I'm like, yo, where am I going? I get to this spot. The shit is fucking packed. It's sweaty. It's lit. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect vibe for comedy. I think it was over the summer, actually. It was rough. We Our AC units were all down. Not that nah, we had any. fuck the AC. <laughs> the shit was lit, man. And then I went on stage, it was a fucking DJ, and then it was a flamingo on the, it was like a little stuffed flamingo <laughs> on the DJ booth. And I, I think I did like a bit with you the, like bit. I was like a ventriloquist for that second, ventriloquist PD. Oh shit. And then, and this dude was lit. And then I met the dude and I was like, wow, this dude's official. And I just, I, I actually happened to see some of his stuff that he was doing recently. That's why I was like, yo, I gotta get, I gotta get him on the podcast cause he's popping right now. He, he, he's got the right, the right vibe right now. And um, hopefully, my man. Uh, how do you how do how do how I do pronounce you your last name? It's, my I know name's Colum Delan. Delan, yo, it's a hard one. Kids, also known as Kid Super in these streets, man. Also known as Kid Super. Dude, in these thank streets. you so much, man. You, like I was saying, I met you at your show, right? Or at the comedy show. Mom Dukes was there. What's your mom's name again? My mom's name is Jen. Shout out to Jen, not Jen. Yeah, Jen. She's uh, French, or well, she's Spanish, but it's a French name. All right, so Jen was there. I yeah. probably did some crowd work, talked to her. She, you definitely did some crowd work. <laughs> and it was, it's like a, a comedy club is probably the worst place to bring your mother, right? Especially if it's your spot and everybody knows it's your mother, because they're just gonna call her out and be like, so there's a lot of dirty jokes that I was like, damn, these are rough around the moms. But yeah. she's seen a lot more than I've no, ever. No, but seen. your moms was so cool though cuz even at the end like when she stayed we talked for a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of when I got I couldn't you know when you were on stage, I didn't yeah. have a precursor to what was going on, so I'm just talking to people as like they're all brand right, new right. to me. And then to find out that was your mom right. and I'm like, "Oh, she's cool as fuck and her son's cool as fuck." She's made awesome. Made perfect sense. For her to pull up? Yeah, and like just ch- like she was like straight up chilling. Legend. In 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 a in a steamy Brooklyn spot. <laughs> very, very steamy. Very steamy. That was so funny. BYOB style. BYOB. We were the funny thing was the reason it started the whole comedy thing for us mm-hmm. was I threw a party and at the end of it 
we had a microphone and a, and a huge uh, speaker, and it kind of had this effect where I was like, this kind of just gives the sound of a comedy show. And I was just had the mic, and I was like, well, uh, last night, what about, and like joking comedy style, and I Instagrammed like, yo, I'm going to put a comedy show on tonight, who wants to come? Right. And I thought it was just going to be me and my friends like horribly making jokes, and one kid hit up. Um, one of his friends was like, yo, I'm a comic and I could get you five comics tonight. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that comics literally come for two sec- for two cents, instantly will pull up. Hungry. Hungry. And I didn't realize the whole, like, everyday performing routine that comics all seem to go through. So we went from having, like, me and my friends goofing off to 30 people and five professional comics show up within two hours. So I was like, man, this, I was like, this energy is amazing. And all the comics at the end were like, this was one of the, my best shows I had. Like, I love the energy. I love the young crowd. Like, blah, 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 blah. So we were like, we should, we should keep doing this. And so that's when he came. Uh, you came on, like, either the second or the third time we did it. How and often do you do it? So we were doing it regularly every month. But he came on, like, the one where we had no AC. And it was... The level of hotness, which he's underplaying it, Not but sure it was lit. It, like, was, you know. it was so warm that we were like, we should take a break until we get AC. So we're thinking about bringing it back now. But so they had the bench in the front, so it didn't even. You could just go outside, take a quick five, smoke a blunt. <laughs> as soon as I got there, I rolled one up on the bench right out front. I felt very comfortable. Yeah. Then I went and got a no. I had a beer. I actually bought a beer with me. You did. You had your own. Yeah. Flavor. Came with a tall can. <laughs> came back in, and it was lit though. Yeah, we had, like, a Bud Light sponsorship low-key. Yo, that was one of the reasons, too. Like, so I saw you uh, recently on Instagram, and you had the, um, what's the name of the, of the, it's on YouTube right now. It's called The Miss. The Misadventures of Kid Super. The Misadventures of Kid Super. So I'm watching it. Like, I didn't really know you. Right. But that- you know what's crazy? I, I would see people rocking your shit. And I'd be like, yo, that's that's dude right there. Like, I met you, and right, I had right. your number in my phone. So Perfect. it's like when I see uh, my homeboy Seth, he works with uh, this female, this uh, rapper Don Monique. Oh yes, and she's worn it before. I would see her rocking it, and the shit was fly. I'm like, yo, that's my man's in them. <laughs> and then I seen that the the misadventures the video. Right. Check it out on YouTube right now if you haven't checked it out. And I was like, yo, this shit is lit. You got like a fucking playground. Right. You run a playground. An adult. You run like a, You run a, a habitat. Pre, pre-teen <laughs> playground. Post-teen playground. And I was like, yo, but the passion, I think the passion that I saw in it, that's why I was like, yo, I tried to get you on the next, and I was like, I, but I was like, all right, I was going to go two. This is the first time we did two in a day. Because I'm like, yo, I just wanted to get you on. Right. Because I saw a, a passion no, that, for like, sure. for me, I'm so fucking random that I would think about you. <laughs> just stop no, there But like Yeah I would think about you <laughs> And that was it And I would just gaze Into the fucking Into the galaxies And be like Yo call him <laughs> But not. Nah, but I would like Be like It's that thing of like When you're When you're moving Some Like in the direction And you kind of feel When you When you come across Someone that you feel Is like Moving in a parallel direction Or like a positive trajectory Right You kind of see the things That are like Wow this is fucking dope was like I'm already seeing like in the future of like yo this dude's gonna be he's gonna pop off right on from the grassroots side of things you know what I mean so it's like 
to me as a comic, like you said, you call, you didn't know that, yo, dude, do this shit for free right, right, forever. Right. Where it's like, yo, the whole thing is just to do it. We just want to do the thing we want to fucking do in right. life. You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. How did you? How did you? Uh, I caught a brief thing about like you said you started you uh started making your own shirts right when I was in when high you were school. in high school sophomore right right so how did that even like what made you even want to start so I mean and why high school how, what high school first of all I'm sorry where are you from I'm from New York City New York City I moved around a lot when I was little okay when I was 12 I moved back to New York City okay and then I went to Brooklyn Tech all right so you're in Brooklyn Tech High School I'm in Brooklyn Tech High School the kids are fly and fresh. So that's the thing, like, I had just, I moved when I was 12, so I moved from Beloit, Wisconsin, which... Shout out to Beloit. Which I'm repping low Oh, shit, yo. (laughs) Boop, 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 Beloit. But Beloit was, like, one of those very, like, small, poor Midwestern towns, Mm -hmm. and you'd you'd buy your groceries, your clothes, and your bike at Walmart, you know what I mean? Everything was Walmart, and then there was no fashion, no blah, blah, blah. Shout out to Walmart. So then when I came to New York City... I like did eighth grade and then ninth grade was in Brooklyn Tech and like. How long did you live in Be- Beloit? Six years. And that was from the ages of. First to seventh grade. So that was like your life. That was like my upbringing. I went. So the weird thing though is I moved from Mexico to Beloit. So mm-hmm. I lived a year in Mexico before Beloit. So when you were. I was in kindergarten in Mexico. Okay, so you learned how to speak Spanish at a young age. Well, my mom's from Spain. Oh, yeah. I forgot so about that. she just spoke Spanish, and, like, my grandmother speaks Spanish. Carmen San like Diego in them. Yeah, exactly. So I was moving a lot, and then New York City had this, like, fashion element where it is, is if you weren't coo- dressing cool, you weren't cool, blah, 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 blah. So I wasn't really with that because I was like, I don't understand how everybody's getting this money to, like, buy Supreme, and, like, it shouldn't dictate your coolness. Mm-hmm. I think, like, making stuff should dictate how cool you are. So... I didn't. I also didn't have like an arts program because I don't know if you know Brooklyn Tech, but it's like a specialized high school, the public specialized high school that's focused on math and science. Anything with tech is a lot of Asian kids, right? In New York City, <laughs> exactly. A lot of, <laughs> a lot Asian of glasses, a lot of bi- lot of fucking uh, glasses Bi-focals. involved. Exactly. A lot of people that look like Dan involved. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Asian dance. Asian dance and regular dance. But um, yeah, no. Brooklyn Tech's one of those schools where it's like. If you come to New York... It's like a magnet or some shit. A magnet like, school. It's the school you test... Where Where are you from? You didn't even hear about it? No, I just <laughs> know we had Bronx Science. That right. was like our version of Brooklyn it's Tech. It's the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Where'd you go to high school? Truman. Right. In the Bronx. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't take the test for a specialized high school? Probably not. They didn't care about <laughs> our education, son. You crazy? I was just happy to get into high school. I was about to get left back and all that. They was like, give them the regular test. Right, which he ain't is ready for the special. <laughs> he ain't ready for the specialized test, yo. Give him the regularized, regularized. Which is definitely a fucked up thing, <laughs> because this test is something you need to practice for. Anyways, so I started making T-shirts with my friends, just on some like, here's a T-shirt for your birthday. Here's a T-shirt for like being a home. And you were you were uh, screen like, printing them. So we were learning to screen print in like our basements and stuff. Which I don't know if you've ever screen printed, but it's like. One of the most, like, you can't really figure it out. Mm. It's not one of the things you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to head home and build it myself. It's very, uh, it doesn't really make sense initially. So we were burning screens and using emulsion and all this stuff we had found on YouTube and kept fucking it up. But we slowly progressed and it became part of my life where it was like, the cool thing about making t-shirts, and I always say this, is like, 
you know when you're young and you see like the art world or people making money off of their art or blah 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 it's like it doesn't seem possible because you don't really know anyone around you that's doing mm-hmm. it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. everyone's parents has normal jobs everyone around you kind of isn't selling art so this t-shirt thing was very cool because it was like i printed my own art and it was a tangible thing where i could like go to school the next day and get 25 bucks for it it was probably more like 15 or 10 mm. or 20 but it was something that i was like wow i just made this and you're and it was like instant gratification so that became kind of addicting yo you so. know what's crazy though because it was 20 bucks right even though it was 10 or 15 bucks because right. i used to do i used to have a t-shirt thing with my like one of my best friends right and so like the illest part for, for i think in your case though because like Fortunately, I like I had friends that were printers, but I would have to pay them right. obviously, or I would pay them, and so it's like I would have I love I love like there's something there's a part of your brain I feel like even with comedy with ev- right. anything creative there's a part of your brain that it's like the imagination factory that makes you think of certain things so like I c- like the dopest thing is to come up with an idea. And to produce the idea, because a lot of times you'll come up with the idea and you pay someone else to produce the idea, and then you resell it. So you're like right. you're cutting out the middleman. So when you say you're paying, you're getting ten or fifteen, you're really getting the same thing as the guy that spent, was pay, you know, right. twenty bucks. Yeah, no, and which is crazy. How did that like? So how did that fit? Like, did you already know you were ahead of the curve by like knowing like yo, I can come up with something well, was, one so and I, then produce something I two. I got like. I got interviewed the other day about something, but um, it was like entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And I was saying there was something about starting when you were younger. And any even with amongst like the eight friends that I did it with, it kind of triggered like uh, the idea and the possibility to like buy and make your own product and sell it. So we were. We felt ahead of the curve, but not really because there was kids in our high school that were doing T-shirts and stuff like that. Mm. And you always hear about like when Mishka was started or Supreme or Ten Deep or all those were all New York started brands. So it felt possible. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't realize how young we were when we were doing it because now I get emails all the day, all the time. It's like, oh, when did you start? When did you start? And I have like. A f- friend of mine who's blowing up, and he's always they're like, "How long have you been doing this?" And he's always like, "Since I was 14, I've been making beats. Like, <laughs> I've been doing this 10 years, blah blah." blah. <laughs> and it's like, "Yes, you started making beats when you were 10, mm-hmm. but have you really been rap? I mean, yes, I guess you know what I mean. But it's funny to think now. It's like, damn, I've been making T-shirts for 10 years now, which is <laughs> crazy to say out loud. But um, at the time, I was not thinking that." I was so young doing it. I kind of felt like this was the only thing I could do that people allowed me to do. Like, I was too young to get a job, right. but making T-shirts, people were accepting of it. And people were, I mean, no one was buying it that wasn't my friend, but at least my friends were buying it. You mm. know what I mean? And that was a huge moment for me when it was like, we would sit around like this and we'd be like, how are we going to get people that don't know who we are to buy our T-shirts? Right. And it's funny now, it's like, oh, you just get more Instagram followers. But we didn't have Instagram. So we'd go to stores and be like, hey, like, do you like this t-shirt? You should buy like 50 of them. And they'd be like, what brand is that? 
and our brand was called Bots, which was brick oven T-shirts. That's right. And it was all like fresh out the oven, and it was all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did York you have City. them in pizza boxes? Yeah, exactly. Okay, that nice. was like all pizza box right, branded, right. and like everything was like New York City pizza, blah blah. blah. Right. But um, they would be like, "No, like sorry, we're not buying these." So it's funny now. I mean, now it's like such an open book. Like if you're somewhat if you get a following on instagram for anything it's so easy to merchandise and blah blah blah. but at that time it was more like we had no idea how to get um people to buy it so the first orders that i was getting that weren't my friends which came from some rappers wearing it that i had knew personally that Mm -hmm. put up a music video wearing the clothes that got like two hundred thousand views but those people ordering i would get these orders from like New Mexico or like Germany and I'd be like holy and so like I'd draw on all the packages and I'd like write a little letter to the people and now I'm still drawing on the packages so like people take that as like a kid super thing so like I think a lot of the reason for the success of kid super like kind of like is how honest and transparent I have been and always been so you've seen my growth you've seen how I do things and it's like so personal to me like I'm the one drawing on the packages, licking the label, fucking bringing Yo, that's it to kid the That's kid super dope. spit you get. <laughs> yeah. Wait, <laughs> whose video it. was it? Uh, which artist? So the first person to... Multiple artists. Yeah, Multiple first artists. Person. Oh. But the first Who people to uh, Upper West, which, like, the, the rapper is now, like, one of my best friends and doesn't rap anymore, and it was, like, a corny white backpack group. Hmm. Um, Mac Miller was one of the first people oh, to wow. wear it. Um, and then the underachievers. Oh, I know. Yeah. And those were dope. like the those were like the first people to wear it. And then slowly now it's like a lot of people are wearing it now. That's How sick. does it feel when you see people that you don't know that are popping, rocking your shit? And you're like, oh shit, yo. Yeah, yeah no, it's crazy. I mean, all the people, the people that are popping, the, that are wearing it though, I've always met. So okay. That's another thing, like. Everyone's always asking me, like, or people are asking, like, how did you get it on this person? How did you get it on this? And, like, and it's all built through human connection. That's a huge thing about kids. That's crazy. You know what I mean? It's always, like, I know the cameraman because I did some artwork for someone who introduced me to that person. And that person loved me as a person. was like, hey, I want young thug. So the way Uzi, Lil Uzi Vert just wore it in an Instagram video went viral of him Mm -hmm. wearing it. I was, I knew the cameraman from, the. I knew Thug's cameraman because two years ago, someone Facebook messaged me and was like, hey, um, I have a friend who makes grills from Toronto. He needs a place to crash in New York and do a pop-up. I was like, fine, yeah, 100%, come over. Met this kid. Two years later, he was, uh, young Thug wanted him to do the grills, but it was in the store. Uh, he was staying at the store at the time, and then he, I, I met the cameraman through that. Then the cameraman became a fan of Kid Super, brought me over to the studio when I was in L.A., Mm -hmm. and then I gave Thug clothes. And then while I was there, I didn't want to be in the studio because it's awkward. You don't want to be, like, the dude in the corner. Not drinking lean. Yeah, and just, like, staring at (laughs) as he records. So I was like, I'm going to go, like, to the hangout session, which was a pool area, Mm -hmm. and I'm better at pool than you'd think. So I was playing all of uh, Thug's, like, best friends and, like, posse. Bodyguards. And they were good, mm-hmm. but I beat them, and I gained my little respect mm-hmm. in the crew. And they were like, yo, you want to meet Lil Uzi Vert? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And they are like, all right, come with me. And so he, Lil Uzi Vert happened to be in the other studio, 
And they're like, you got clothes? And I was like, yeah, because I was bringing clothes for everybody in L.A. And so I just gave Uzi Vert a bunch of clothes. And then the next day, he just dropped, like, the him and Nav or Nav mm-hmm. project. Um, and the song, like, leak video is Lil Uzi Vert dancing to In My Clothes. So it mm-hmm. went on, like, the shade room and, like, That's everywhere. So That's crazy. And, like, Nav's uh, Instagram and stuff like that. So, like, those moments are very much, like, organic. Like, I just told you, like, the three-year story of how that happened. That's crazy. So, everything that has happened has been, like, a slow progress and, like, organic. And, yeah, so that's why. Did did you, because, like, for me, like I said, I had a little t-shirt thing. Right. And, like, I I remember uh, Joe Buttons wore my t-shirt at a summer jam. Okay. I never met this guy in my life. Right. That's crazy. So, to see it. Like, to see a picture of somebody at, like, I don't know what Coliseum that shit was. Right. And it was, like... Well, that's crazy. It was a How surreal... It you don't even know. It was, like, I guess a, a stylist or somebody just okay. saw this shit, like, what goes with these sneakers... Cause that's how I would hustle my. Cause right. I was working retail, right, right? So I would look at shirts every day and be like, my ideas are better than these, and I get the jump on which colorways are coming out. Cause my boy was the buyer from Nike and shit, so and Jordan. So it was like I knew the colors that were coming coming out months and months and months before they came out, years that's before hilarious. they came out. And then like to see someone like, oh shit, he's rocking my shit. No, that's crazy. Another, but there was never a personal connection for me. But there was still some. But even back to what you were saying earlier. When I started doing it, right. it came out of like my, like one of my, my roommate. He right. was a graphic, uh, graphic designer. Right. And I would always come up with like ideas, and he'd be like, "You should do." Uh, he would like make mock-ups for me. Right. And I'm like just a dude that talks shit. I'm not putting my money where my mouth is. Right, I'm just right. like, "Yo, here's an idea." Right. And not do shit with it. And then one day he's like, "Yo, you really got to do this idea." And I did the idea, and like these people invested in me where they were like, "Yo, sixty forty, you keep 60. And whatever, and it was like he was like, "Yo, why didn't you ask me?" Because he had some money or whatever. And he's like, "Yo, why?" Because I was like, "Yo, you always shit on my dreams, bro." <laughs> but it was that thing of like, you have the, you kind of just have that feeling of like, you feel like, do you feel that thing of yo, I know, or you think you know what people want, and you're like, or not even that you think you know what you want, right? And you you try to find like this is. You, do you ever do this? All right, real quick. Do you ever, like, you're an artist. Do you ever look at, some like, a piece of art or something that really attracts you? And, like, the thing that attracts you to the thing is you go, what the fuck was this person thinking about? Or, like, anybody could have thought about this. But how was he the only one that thought about this? Do you ever have that? Like, does that ever, like... I. I mean, I mean, there's so many times when I come up with an idea and you look it up and it's been done. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like, when I'm never – I'm more blown away with, like, the action of doing than the actual, like, final product. So it's, like, more crazy to me. Like, I cannot believe this person – This is being produced. Yeah, or, like, or like spent – like, released all of – did all this during this time with all of that stuff. It makes you focus and, like, motivated to do more. Well, that's kind of bugged out, too, because, like, I just remember, I'm sorry, I was fucking drinking. And I had a, I had some funny tobacco in my system. <laughs> but the thing of, I remember when I was, like, actually doing it. Right. And it was like, yo, this is what, like, 
you thought this was on. I thought it was unfathomable to, to like this is what Tommy Hilfiger does. This is what Nike. This isn't right. what I do. Right. Like how the fuck can I produce my own thing? Right. But then so he, and then you just start doing it. You're like, wow, there was really no limit. Like well, you, anybody could. I think that's it. with everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you start, even like comedy, you know what I mean? You could go from this and then you're headlining or like you're on yeah. Comedy Central and it's like, what changed? You didn't really change that much. It's just your audience changed. But um, for sure, I feel I feel that way often where it's like people, I mean, people are like, oh, you're, you're getting more successful. Blah, 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 blah. How are you dealing with it? Like my world hasn't changed. You know what I mean? Everyone around me's changed a little bit right. the perceptions changed next next cue yes what make like what make what is kid who is and what is kid super if you had to summarize it no um and we have time yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i think the basis of kid super right is the idea the what it was based off so when i was in high school i was like four eight, didn't have armpit hair, didn't have pubic hair, couldn't ejaculate. Young aerodynamic boys. I was very much like a little kid, and people like the dean tried to kick me out of the school because you didn't have arm hairs. No, because he thought I was an elementary kid that it snuck in. Oh Like shit. that's how young I looked. So I was really this little kid, and I had the little kid mentality that anything was possible, that I could be an astronaut, that I could do anything, you know what I mean? If you ask a little six-year-old kid right now what he wants to be, what does he want to be, it's mm-hmm. going to be these grandiose ideas. So that kind of mentality towards anything was this kid super thing. So it was like, if you could be anything, what would it be? It's like, I'll be a super kid. Mm-hmm. I'll be a superhero. Okay. I'll be kid super. And so it was that mentality. And I was always, I always thought the most important thing about a brand it was not the clothing, not the design, not that anything, but it was the story that was behind it. Because you don't really care that much what you're wearing. You mm. know what I mean? If Gucci releases like a dragon raping a tiger, mm-hmm. and if everybody wears it, you're going to feel like, oh, this is Gucci. This is a $1,000 t shirt. This is fire, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because of the branding, the everything. So I thought the story behind Kid Super was like that idea that you could do anything as the same idea you had when you were young. And I was that kid, you know what I mean? Right. So I have this story. You can't say anything to me. You can say, like, oh, I don't like the clothes. Oh, I don't like the way you talk. Oh, I don't like the way you look. But you can't take away from my story. I was the 15-year-old kid right. with an ironing board in Soho, you know what I mean, trying to sell. Where does this come from? Like, what do you th- was it like? Because obviously, like, in high school, I was fucking like, I was like, yo, this I guess I'll drop out because the world ain't going my way. Like, where does that backbone come from? Is it, would you say, it comes from th- your family? Yeah, or? Oh, I always thought my parents were awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, damn, if I have the best parents in the world, the coolest parents. Because your world, mom, I did some research, she's an author. No, no, she's no, no, a, no, 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 not an She's a writer. A, that's a different Jen Quinn. Oh, that's a get the that's, fuck out of here. That's just a, a famous. Are you serious? What? Is, what? What's your mom's story? She's, she's an artist. What the fuck is that? Text message. Okay, cool. She's an she's an artist. Um, now she has a cool story. She's from Spain. Uh, she like kind of ran away when she was nineteen. Uh, to come to America mm-hmm. to be like pursue an artist. She was um. She was like a monologist back in the day, okay. and she was. What's in, a monologist? I don't fucking. She know. would do one man shows. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, 
and do monologues and she'd write these uh an plays and stuff like that yeah but she's not the author well, you're googling no 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 i mean obviously i, th- I, I well, not obviously Jen Quinn but is like a fame my mom's name there's like a famous writer oh okay okay name it's my mom but um no she's super talented uh very good at drawing very good at art uh and was always in the art scene back in the 70s when new york city was like that place and she was worked at cbgb's and you know like right. iconic new york city stuff um and then my that's dad lit as fuck bro. oh yeah super lit and then my dad is irish who came to america when he was like 24 to as a fisherman and then they met and fell in love and blah 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 new york city new york city so you had a sh- you had a good i had very cool parents right? right and i always thought if i have the best parents in the world I better be the best kid in the world. Mm. And my idea of the best kid was doing the best, the coolest stuff. So, like, I always tried my hardest. I always got best grades. I was always the best <coughs> at soccer. I was always, you know what I mean? Mm. So that was kind of what motivated me. And I always had this, like, ambition. And right. I don't I mean, I just, and it's weird. I always don't understand people without it. So people are always like, oh, how do you, or, like, why do you, um, do you, where's this motivation coming? I'm like, you guys don't have it? Right, right, like, right. Yeah, that's crazy because like, I've just, like, honestly, I've been a late bloomer into that. Right, but everybody Where, but has like their you said, life. But the thing that you said was like, I knew I wanted to be comedian, like the first thing I ever knew that I wanted to do in life. Right. So when people were like astronaut, I'm like, I want to be on stage telling jokes. Right, which but is like, an absurd, grandiose thought. But then life happens. Right. And you, you, you're forced into a pool of uh, people Right That Nine out of ten people Don't follow the thing That they said They want to do as a kid So that thing becomes The reality to you Becomes that that's Absurd Right For sure To follow that Which is kind of The <coughs> Kid Super Like Brand was built off of The like The person that's like Saying they're gonna do anything But it's Another thing that I'm always Like you know how scientists and mathematicians, like I was a math major at NYU, um, but <laughs> numbers, man. But those, um, how does that even? What, what kind of girls do you get? What kind of, what kind of love do you attract <laughs> as a mathematician? Like, what are you out here in in math class? You want some beautiful I, mind shit, Russell Crowe? <laughs> was you seeing equations in the sky? Exactly. In the trees. That's hilarious. I think I was the prettiest girl in all my classes. Hey, because you, was you was you a late bloomer as far as like facial hair and like, or were you just? Oh, I, le- I was a late bloomer in everything. Okay, I'm the latest bloomer you can be, except for sex appeal. Get it? <laughs> but yeah, I was definitely the latest bloomer you can be. Um, but the thing that I'm like, you have the idea now is like I can be anything. I want to be anything. The problem is now what people want to be isn't mathematicians or astronauts or scientists or you know what I mean and it's weird that I'm kind of in like the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. and like pushing like that one I also want to push the kid or that believes he can solve cancer and make a nuclear uh, fission reactor and stuff like that but we're getting to a point where like the icon and the like person you want to be is like a lean rapper which is like a uh, weird position to like. You don't want to. The kid super thing is you can be anything. Don't hold back your dreams. And then I get a lot of like, 
I want to be a rapper. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. well, I want to also uh, <laughs> highlight the studious kid because I was also that kid and I also support that kid. Yeah, shout out to the young studious boys out there. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it very studious. You exactly. know what I'm saying? In the studio, outside the studio, <laughs> you keep it studious. <laughs> That's just how you got to give it up sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You heard it here. You heard it here. My dude, you just do- you just dropped a new collection. You came through with the fly fucking snorkel <laughs> parka on. That shit was flavor. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shit, <laughs> look. You ain't even, did you see it? No, I didn't even get to oh, see it. Oh, that shit is like, is it denim? Showstopper. Or is it just navy? Is it denim? So that actually has a great story behind <laughs> it. Hold on, hold on. Before We got to take a picture of it. Yeah, we're going to take all of the pictures. <laughs> but that shit is flavor. Tell me the story behind this shit. So, I don't know if you know, but I just went to ComplexCon. But before that, I did a tour. So, we got, I wanted to go to ComplexCon. And uh, I got, I was like, man, how am I going to go? I don't want to pay for a booth. A booth are seven grand. And I was like, that's a lot of money, especially because it's in L.A. The next morning, I wake up to an email from Shopify, which is like an e-commerce yeah. company that sponsors half a complex con or a lot of complex con. And they email, congratulations, you have a free booth at complex con. That's dope. Right, like, I, I, like the next day that's after. That's crazy. Like, and I'm like, wow, like. Like this they is were amazing. Mind. Exactly, but then I email them back. I'm like, "Are you guys paying for like shipment and like for us to get out there?" They're like, "No." I'm like, "Are you paying for the hotel?" Blah blah. No. I'm like, "Okay." I was like, seven grand, amazing, but also low key, kind of like still have to spend like, right six, seven grand. Yeah, seven <laughs> grand to, like get out there and blah, right. blah blah. I was like, it's a little bit of a burden. So I was like, how are we gonna make the cool thing about Kid Super is I called it Kid Super, so I have to be. Super. super, you, you have to be mean? super. Every moment has to be super. Exactly. I see you pull up with the truck like skr, skr, kid super skr, skr. Exactly. So I'm like, how are we gonna make this a kid super adventure? So we rented an RV, and we pitched it. So this is what we did: we pitched a seven city tour, and we'd stop in all of these cities before we got to LA, and we do little pop ups, murals, screen printing, concerts, etc. Along the way, lifestyle, lifestyle. Which, which was basically, it was like, we were stopping in the cities that I'd lived. Right. We stopped in Beloit, Wisconsin. Shout we out to Beloit. We stopped in a couple other cities. Or we stopped in Detroit, Beloit, Madison. Detroit, Chicago. Beloit. Detroit, Beloit. That was how it went. Oh, no, it went <laughs> Detroit, Chicago. But, so then we pitched Complex. We're like, hey, we got this tour. It's all for ComplexCon. Give us some money so we can do this. They're like, no, we don't pay for anything. People pay us. 
We're like, all right, dude. <laughs> mm. And then we hit up Shopify, and we're like, hey, you're already paying for the booth. Why don't you pay for this? This is like the most promotion you can get. And all Shopify was trying to push is like entrepreneurship because it's an mm-hmm. e-commerce website. So we're like, this is the most e- uh, entrepreneurial story you can have. And so n- silence, silence, silence. Two weeks later, we get an email from Shopify saying, hi, we're sending a seven-person film crew nice. to document the whole thing. That's, That's dope. crazy. And we're like, because the way we pitch it was like, we'll document it, and then we'll like say, spawn powered by Shopify yeah. if you gave us That's money. That's crazy. So they send a seven-person film crew, and this is like a real documentary with like an Alexa camera, which is like $400,000, so, you know what I mean? So Ken Burns shows up. Exactly. It was like a $60,000 production on there, what? at least. But so we're like, we went from zero production value to like craft services. You know what I mean? They they kind of bear grills us. You know where okay. he's like in the wild, but the camera crew's there, but he's like dying, and they don't right. help him. The, yeah. uh, oh, we were like kind of that because like they'd get hotels, but we didn't have a hotel. Hilarious! And so like, don't touch our craft service right? tables. <laughs> it was a little bit like that. But anyways, so one of the cities we stopped in was Detroit, and I had seen this video go viral three years ago of this girl who her senior um, class project, her senior class project was how to uh, create a product that had a positive effect on your community. So she created these jackets that turn into sleeping bags for homeless people in Detroit. I've seen those before. And she was giving them away and one lady comes up to her and is like, I don't want a jacket, I want a job. So she decided to make this company that makes these jackets but only hires homeless people as the seamless seamstresses and the tailors. Oh wow! Oh wow! So, th- and it takes them four to five weeks to get out of the shelter, and not a single person who's gone through the program has gone back into homelessness. Wow! Which is like the craziest, you know, that's, like that's the most beautiful, you know what I mean? And like the most kid super story you <coughs> can think of. Mm-hmm. So I was always trying to buy one of the jackets, and then. Sh- but you couldn't buy it. You had to don't. You can only donate a hundred dollars, and right. a jacket gets given to a homeless person. Okay. But I thought the Tom model, which is like buy one, give one, yeah. and I was like, it's a hundred dollars to like donate one. I was like, I would pay three hundred dollars if you gave me one. Right. You know what I mean? So I like emailed her, and I was like, let's do a collaboration. I'll do artwork on the jacket, and then we'll release it, and it'll be like, we'll do a limited run, and we'll sell them for tons of money, and all the money goes back to your uh, program. So the jacket you see right now is one of those. That's a sleeping bag, Drake? That's a sleeping bag. Ah, <laughs> wow. That shit is crazy, yo. Well, so that's the cool story about that jacket. That shit is next, yo. If, if, the listener, if you could see this, it looked like a regular Parker. Well, it don't look regular, I'll be honest with you. It's big. But the, the, the build of the coat is Parker. Yeah. Build. It's like a trench coat. So imagine a puffer. trench puffer Parker that you could sleep in. Yeah. All right. So you got the new season drop in the winter. Is it winter? So that. Uh, or what do you do? Do you have seasons? What do you do? You just like this is the this is the shit I'm dropping right now. So I trying to do seasons, but mm-hmm. every time production and manufacturing delays it. So now I just make clothes that you could wear in either. And mm. there's two hemispheres. There's LA. I like it, yo. It's so. fucking hemispheres, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's f- sometimes it's not hot where it's cold. <laughs> sometimes it's cold. Where it's hot. So, Feel me? 
So that's um, so that was all right. So what was the inspiration behind the last drop? But the, the drop that I'm watching, looking at right now, with the fly ass sweatsuits, the fly ass soccer joints. You got fly shit. You got I seen one where you had Ronaldinho's face on the shit on the tag. I was like, this shit is like. That's like the type of joint where you look at the tag, you're like, oh, this is why it's different. Right. You know, every kid super tag is always has a little bit of um, special moments. I don't know if you saw the girls' underwear, but the girls' underwear says, "Will you go out with me? Yes or no?" Mm. That's so, awesome. So you can give it to your like lover, and and it promotes consent. You feel me? That's very consensual lingerie. Yo, we got because I got the hood feminist movement, so we might have to collab. That's a on the yes or no. I haven't that's thought about good, the consent, dude. Thing. That's good, the consensual very, angle, bro. Yeah, consent is very um, important these days, especially in, uh, all all days, all days, all days. But just especially in the temperature <laughs> we're in right now, we got the consent. Yo, come on, my dude. That's a funny one. I'm gonna sell. We about to sell these at shows. <laughs> this is about to be the next big thing. Consensual panties, be? You definitely could. Oh. That could be a whole bit. And Yo, that's it that's is bit, already. And then you bring out the underwear. Yo, that's He's crazy. He's already doing with the candles. Yeah, I got the candles. I'm Yo. like, yo, Bodega Breeze smells like a freshly mopped bodega with Fabuloso, and a breeze came by, and just like, <laughs> you smelt it now. Is that the flavors? The, I got Bodega yeah. Latte. It's like vanilla with a hint of cat <laughs> hair. Yeah, I was going to say. I got, <laughs> I got, uh, yeah, we got all of that. So, all right, what's the, did I ask what the inspiration behind this drop was? No. Or you did ask, but I didn't answer. Um, <laughs> the, uh, inspiration behind this line i mean i'm always making stuff i want and um i also always want to i always add a piece of art or drawing or my art or my drawing into each piece so i knew i wanted to make a sweatsuit because it's it's a wearable piece and then i added all my little doodles and drawings because i always want to show everybody that i can draw because because y'all Stop. What's the address of the shop again? 354 Broadway. 354 Broadway. 354 is a gangsta ass number already. 354 Broadway, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. 11211. What train is that underneath? The J. The J. What's stop? What's stop? Marcy. Marcy. First stop in the Brooklyn, man. Dope. Listen, yo. When you go, when you go there, you are gonna see art on the wall. At first, I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? I need to go. See, I didn't understand that the dude, like, I didn't, I. Maybe it was because I couldn't wrap my head around like the person that runs this shit did everything in here. <laughs> like fucking. So think about the things on the shelf, the things on the wall, the things that are happening are all controlled by the same fucking dude. And he got goggles. I had Scheme on, on the, one of the early episodes, Scheme from Star Wars. Okay. And he had the goggles on in Star Wars. Wow. So it's like to fast forward to have you on, like it was the goggles. He, you had a, the ASAP Mob uh, rock them joints, which was, was fucking It was ASAP Mob collab. ASAP Mob collabo. They're, they're fucking dope. Let me ask you a question. Very cool. This is like, it's like a weird, uh, do you ever feel slept on? Do you ever feel like people don't, like, do you ever feel like. Yeah, you, I mean, everybody feels slept on, but. Um, or I think everybody who's trying always feels a little slept on, but my thing is it's, it's definitely growing every day is like exponential growth. Mm -hmm. So I see where I'm going to be, or I see the progression. So, I mean, yeah, at times it's like, damn, I look at other brands and they have like billions of followers and all the stores and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm making better products and stuff like that. But I think it's going to get there, and once it does, my history is going to be like, oh, he didn't blow up in six 
days. Right. He blew up in six years or ten years, right. you know what or I mean? however fucking long it right. took. Right, twenty years, and his story is undeniable. So I think that builds. That's why um, I have. I mean, I always bring it back to rappers or hip hop because that's just what's around me, and they're actively always trying to get on and yeah. blow up and stuff like that. But blowing up overnight has its own yeah downfalls downfalls oh, yeah. and taking your time and having like a um like a history and archive of work you've done that's what time. i say about that's why i feel like i saw the parallels to some right. extent of so i'm a comedian but i still have that hip-hop is my heartbeat right you know what i mean when you if it's you put like a, a new york City you put thing. a stethoscope to my shit it's like boom bap you feel yeah. me where it's like but then I feel like you have this thing that I feel like I have where it doesn't, like, it's funny I asked you that question and you said the thing, like, that I feel where it's like it's not even, I don't ever really feel slept on. I was just telling my homegirl, some people feel like they're on the outside and what's going on on the inside, they're looking on the inside and they feel like that's what's cool. Right. But instead, I feel like it's the thing of we're on the, we're on the Outside, but we're, th- we're on the inside of our own thing, and everybody on the outside, or everybody that's supposedly on the inside, they just don't know about the outside yet. So yeah. it's like, and then, the, but the, also the confidence of like, oh, they'll wake up one day. And not only that, it's like, this, I love the story. Like, I right. love one of the things I love more than anything is that not taking something negatively like that would affect someone else will feel like yo i didn't get this opportunity yo I, I love taking it in a different way of like all right more fuel for the fire right and just moving on in a positive light as opposed well, to like getting hung up but there is that rapper thing of like i had a homie that uh a and r at sony and right. i'd be like how do you like pick who you're gonna fuck with right he goes easy it's like a simple science i'm like whoa i listen to like a hundred people and the the people that sound differently than the than all the hundred people that sound the same, that's who I go to. That's who I'm going with. Right. So like even that, it's like Kid Super is different. Right. Like I like I see it and I'm like, yo, this shit is lit. But it's like it's your own fucking thing, your own lane. I haven't really seen anything that has the same, not only look, but vibe, of like like I seen your shit. I'm like. Damn, I gotta go over there and just hang out. That shit is cool as fuck. Like, just a, it's a, a lifestyle. Like, it's that's a vibe. A, that's what I'm saying. Like, the clothes you might not like, the blah 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 you might not like, but you can't fuck with. Like, you should like me as a person or what I'm doing. You know, right. you gotta respect the it. feeling. Right. It's good. That's why the kid super is bigger than clothing. It's bigger than um, it can delve into different things. That's why we're, potentially we're gonna like a. Kid Super TV show, a Kid right. Super magazine, a Kid Super record label, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's the future of what I think Kid Super is going to be. And that's what I've always built, and that's why I've always tried to do many different things or always loved doing many different things from album arts to music videos to just, like, being a math major and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Is like once it all starts bubbling and I can do all these things I want to do, you're not going to be like, oh, why are you trying that now? It's like, actually, I said... I've been, yeah. I've been equating equations, man. <laughs> the 
fuck is wrong? I've been counting beautiful mind shit, man. <laughs> Last time you figured out a, a, what eight times 28 was right there. Boom, in two seconds. See, you couldn't Boom, figure nope. it out. Boom. Nope. Yo, let me ask you, man, because you, 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 you in a different stratosphere, even though you know that there's multiple hemispheres. <laughs> <laughs> what's your ultimate dream, man? What's, 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 what do you see at the end of the kid? Not even the end, but like, what do you see in the, in the kid super... Like Panavision, yeah. Um, Panavision. That's the shit that the in the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Panavision. <laughs> that's what this chat's called, right? Panavision <laughs> episode, yo. Yeah, that's a good one. Write it down. What do you see in the end? What do you see in the in the pan of in the in the vision? What's the shit with the when you put the things in I there? Got and you it, sc- I got it. I got it. You find the view <laughs> yeah, scope, the whatever. Viewfinder. Viewfinder. What I do you? What's in the viewfinder for kids? Super. Um. So I mean, if. You saw the misadventures of Kid Super mm-hmm, video mm-hmm. where it, I mean, this building exists, but it doesn't exist as perfectly run as that video. What's shows. the building? Because the building fucked me. I was like, yo, this dude has his own building? So, yeah. Obviously. Young Kid Super, like, superintendent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am the super of that building yeah. as well. No, I, I don't have or own a building. I just, so, I moved into this store, uh-huh. right, with, um, another person when we were living in there and then a year later the top two floors moved out right of the three-story building mm-hmm. so i knew if i got those two floors rented i'd own the whole building you oh know what I mean? shit, okay so i called all my homies and i was like look y'all should move in here we'll have our own building in brooklyn it'll be an iconic building by the end of it it's gonna be this there's gonna be artists and musicians That's and we're crazy. gonna have like a design area blah 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 and four of my friends moved in. That's crazy, So bro. then when I shot the video, it's like I have this whole building, which I don't, but I do. Are you ever going to put, like, a, a, a um, one of them poles, like the fireman pole? You don't understand how far I've looked into that. Do you have a <laughs> Do you have a slot? I feel like Kid Super has, like, a... And you're going to, to- you're going, you're going to Tokyo soon? I'm going to Tokyo. How are you? Are you driving there? I feel like if anybody could do it, it's Kid Super. Like, I feel like you got a Kid <laughs> see, Submarine or something. See, like, I feel like you got a Submarine. That's the beauty of the Kid Super thing. Like, if anybody can do it, Kid <laughs> Super. <laughs> that's where I was talking to my girl. And she's like, Yo, I think he's going to Tokyo. And I was like, he probably driving. She was like, what? I'm like, yeah, he probably got a Submarine. See, that's she's the like, thing. Submarine. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing something right, right. because that's your perception. Um, I'm flying. <laughs> okay, okay. But low key, what I'm doing, which like no one really knows, is um, I'm trying out for a third division Japanese soccer team. Get the fuck out of here, yo! Kid soccer. So I didn't. T- I love soccer when I <laughs> when I was 17. I, I was, heard you say that. Yeah. You said you was the nicest at math, na- nicest at goals. And yeah, exactly. So when I was 17, I went to Brazil for a year to play. Wow. Um, but, I mean, I'm good at soccer. We'll see if I make it to this Japanese team. But how fire would it be to play in Japan, learn Japanese, open Kids Super Tokyo, and then just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, That's I speak Japanese. Lit, Why? Because I played third division soccer. Yo, you like That's the sick. world's interesting dude before he became the most, <laughs> the most like interesting you, man. The most, he's, but he's the most interesting dude. Oh, okay. Most interesting kid. Like, that should be a whole new thing. Like, um, instead of the most interesting man, the most interesting kid. It's like, oh, the most interesting kid, <laughs> he, a documentary. Yo, he doesn't have a laundry day. <laughs> Look at lit. He does he, no chores. Yeah, he does you no do chores. The, chore for <laughs> the laundry does itself. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know if I'm even ready to go to Japan. But 
No, I got the opportunity and I was I did well at ComplexCon, so I was like, fuck it. You know what I love about this dude? What? Because just the idea is what turns you on. Right. Or not because it's like, yeah, you. It's just th- like the thing. The thing that Kid Super crazy. does and that I think is different is like when I think about something. Like, a huge thing is just doing it and finishing it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to talk about, oh, should I go, should I not, and then not go. It's like, I got the opportunity. I'm pulling the trigger. And it's cool because I'm called it killed kid. <coughs> I called it Kid Super, so it kind of forces me to do it. Like, yeah. oh, if I was like, should I go or should I not? It's like, you're Kid Super. That was you like when, in, um, with Manny and um, Manny Fresh and Baby, when he had this like, big dick bandit, it's like you got to have a big dick after you promote being a big dick bandit. Or big, at least. Big dick you bandit. Know. Yeah. Consensually, though. <laughs> you can't be the non-consensually big dick bandit because now bandit is negative. <laughs> uh, what are some of the biggest challenge you, challenges you've overcome so far on your bit in your kid's super uh I mean, I think, and I think this is with everybody, is that... I mean, the biggest challenge and the biggest key to success is to just not stop. Mm. You know I mean, there's been so many. I've been doing T-shirts since I was 15. I've had so many friends that have been with me at every year that I've stopped. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And uh, friends of mine that started brands started nothing. So just to stick with something is has been the hardest thing and I think the most important thing. Because um, at the end of the day, people are going to respect you by the end just for the act of doing it right. and then you can't get worse <laughs> at something for keeping staying to it the craziest shit the other day real quick after a show it was a group of dudes and they're like yo Petey how do you feel what would you tell someone that's like trying to start to do comedy or some shit or whatever it is I'm like anything in life period doesn't matter comedy anything the thing that I've learned as I started to do the thing that I love my whole life I never did anything that I loved I just did shit that I felt like I had to do I just went whichever way the wind blew so my advice to anybody doing anything is like you do what you feel like you have to do you wouldn't you couldn't live without doing it so no matter what the outcome is you feel like you're alive and you feel better when you left well, doing the shit you ever hear that like jim carrey got asked it okay. and uh jim carrey's dad was an accountant right mm-hmm. oh and he could have been a fucking funny ass comedian or it. no it was like jim carrey's dad was an accountant funny guy but was an accountant to pay bills and he got fired yeah and jim carrey's whole thing is like if you can fail at something you hate doing, doing why don't you fail at something you like doing? Yeah, so it's like love you have doing to it. do it. But I mean, all, another thing is, yeah, that's that's always a, a, a I mean, it was a great line by Jim Carrey. But um, yeah, I don't want to. Do you feel like you have to do what you're doing right now, or like, or else it? Not saying you like. Yeah, do you feel like if well, you weren't doing what you were doing right now, I always felt like I was would be doing whatever I'm doing mm-hmm. now, but I didn't realize I was going to brand it. You know what I mean? Mm. So I somehow, what I think I did best was whatever project I want to do now gets branded as Kid Super and right. boosts Kid Super. You know what I mean? Um, so I didn't really think, and my mom's always saying that. She's like, wow, what you did better than me was you branded yourself as an artist because my mom's like a failed right. artist. Um, She's not a failed artist. You were one of her works of art. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? She's about to be one of the best artists ever, be. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, so she's always like, I never had the or like the foresight to brand and right. to, you know what I mean, think of it in that term. And so I think 
what I've done that I didn't suspect was brand it so that whatever project I want to do, Kid Super, like, benefits from it. Yo, you know what's crazy? I once read this book. Well, it was an audio book. I don't like to read. I read it with my ears. <laughs> uh, Mark Echo. Right. Uh, was it like, Unlabel? The br- the br- something about the the art of branding without selling out. Right. And he talks about the story mm. of... Um, kind of sold out with Echo, but... I mean, <laughs> Complex Con, that's his shit. I know. It, so did it's you like, know that but Complex it all is called Mark Echo's Complex? I did not know that. So it's that's literally crazy. his like mental complex, which but, is crazy. But dude, he oh says something shit. that helped me within the book, right. which was like having a core product. And like having, like Tommy was about to buy Mark Echo when it started popping and getting in department right. stores. And they went on, a, they had a meeting or something and... Tommy was like, "Yo, what's your core product?" And he didn't know what a core product was. And what's, it was too okay, a core product. No, no, it, it was like right. Uh, so it's like, but you already you're like, yeah. "Yo," but it's like I feel like it's on a, even on a wider range of what a core product could be. Right. I was just telling someone outside right now, like the thing that I realized in comedy, right? That I realized that I'm like, because you realize what, how can I connect with everybody, even though it's almost impossible, but it's it's damn near doable. Right. I go. We all have feelings, no matter who you are, black, white, whatever it is, we all have feelings and we all want to feel good. So if I could tap into that on a human level, I'll be able to hold my own and and be just there and present as opposed to, so like the core products now where it would have been a logo, which are still just, I mean, you know, the Kid Super, you see the fucking logo, but it's more of a vibe, like it's a feeling that you're associated with. Right. You know what I mean? Was that part of like... No, definitely. Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, no. And it's cool that you're saying that. And um, no, what I'm always blown away is how people understand the Kid Super vibe so clearly without ever talking to me, with just following the Instagram and following the the stories that I put out or the pictures. Like, um, even you said it where it was... um, where you were like, oh, I bet Kid Super submarined to <laughs> Japan. It's like, wow, you're kind of getting like the whole vibe and blah, blah, right. blah. So whatever I'm doing on that front, I love, I love that it's so clear. You know what I mean? And that what makes that cool um, is you can understand what a Kid Super project would be and what a Kid Super product would be because you understand the story. That's why I think it's funny when it's like Drake has ghostwriters, right? Yeah. It's like it would be so easy to write for Drake because you know what Drake is. You know how he's writing, right. blah, blah, It's like, yeah, obviously he has jo- ghostwriters now sometimes because it's like he has 100 million right. people around him pushing for him, and you know Drake's created a brand and right. an identity. That's like artists that have other people make their works of art. Right. And the artists that aren't big enough that like to have people make their work or that people are in so demand of them that they right. need help to actually mass produce the shit that they're doing yeah, if they feel like doing so it so many artists have uh assistance but it's just about creating you've already created the story this brand right. that everybody can understand you created the origin of it. right so then like yeah drake might have a ghostwriter but drake's created this image and this story and this human that it's easy to write for drake because you know his he's created such an uh, clear and distinct story and brand so i think that's what's a beautiful thing about kid super and which shows that it can move on past me right. if oh, if and when you know 
it blows bigger than me and I go do different things. Because you know what's happening. You heard this fucking hair first. <laughs> Hope of the hood. Man, <laughs> last question. Thank you so much for uh, sh- hanging out with us, man. I no feel problem. very honored to have you here. Last question. Well, one of the last questions, and then we go into the regular questions we ask everybody. Okay. Uh, what advice w- would you give to people that are struggling to create? Struggling to create? And what would you tell someone that's like, yo, man, I got all these ideas fucking all inside of me and my soul and my brain and like I just don't know how to create this shit like I don't know how to uh, that's always, comprehend what I'm trying to do that's always been a um, a weird thing for me mm-hmm. because I don't understand that and there's some like I mean this might be a bad answer but like no such thing but sometimes it's like you don't have there's we're in an age where like being your own CEO and your own person is like the coolest blah 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 like I'm independent uh, I'm my own boss we're all bot CEOs you know what I mean but like at times and I've even me that I, I did this all like a lot of it alone and never had like a mentor or anything mm-hmm. there's moments where I'm like fuck I wish I just worked for someone you know what I mean I wish right. I learned I wish I got a, a, a craft uh, or like I wish I was like someone was teaching me something and putting me along my way so for the people that are like lost or like don't know what to do don't know what to create it's like look to someone that you admire and go help them because mm. like i need help all the time you don't have to be your own person just yet we all have our own like stepping stones and there's mm-hmm. so much to be learned from other people and from like working and being and like putting in the hours you don't mm-hmm. have to like go from today to tomorrow to your own CEO and own boss like it looks like we're glorifying this like ah I run this whole business by myself Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm my boss it's like there's so many times where I wish I had like someone to look up to that would tell me what to do right so I think if you're lost about creating and lost about what you're doing just work for someone else and learn from them work and listen to this podcast man and listen to this podcast All right. You ready for the the listener question? Is this like a fast? Yeah, it is. Okay. What's your favorite bodega item you've only seen in New York City? My favorite bodega item. So I used to go to uh, high school, right, um, in Brooklyn, and there's there's like an Arab deli next to mine, Mm -hmm. and I'd order the chicken cutlet, and it would never be a chicken cutlet, and it'd be this like spicy, sautéed, like, chicken that was like kind of a philly cheesesteak of chicken with like all this uh like arabic middle eastern sauces and spices so that one and everyone who knows who brick who went to brooklyn tech it doesn't exist anymore because the deli got uh changed but that was my favorite deli. okay yeah the the the, and an arizona iced tea 99 cents yeah what flavor i'm a peach Okay, (laughs) I go ginseng to act like I'm healthier. I just go original. Okay, original is good too. What's your favorite word and why? Okay, I actually have a good answer for this. Oh shit! So when I went to Brazil, my favorite word is hezenya. I thought it was bunda. And it was it's in Portuguese. And if you ever wear like a kid super clothes a lot, you'll see the word hezenya. But um, so I went to Brazil. I didn't know a word of Portuguese. Um. But they have this word, and I was in, like, I was a, like, professional soccer. So, like, I'm training every day, then chilling, then training, and I'm with all— Were you, like, the Kenny Powers of soccer? 
You ever seen Eastbound and Down? I haven't, but I don't know what is he. He's like a fail. Because he went, no, but he went to, no, he wasn't fail. Like, he went to play baseball in Mexico, but he was like the only white dude, so they called him La Flama Blanca, and then he stole everybody's heart at the end of it. I didn't see, I haven't watched (laughs) enough of that, but I was that guy. I was the only one with suntan lotion. (laughs) And, like, uh, there's so many stories of me fucking up to being, like, hilarious. But there's this word, hezenya, and they use it, it means like chit chat, mm-hmm. but like let's say we're talking here and we see a friend walk past, they'll be like "hezenya, hezenya, hezenya," which is like come demanding you to like come and chit chat, okay. which we don't really have here. And they also use it in the term like you tell me a good story and you're like "que hezenya," like oh what a great, yeah. and it's like this vibe of like demanding you to come and chit chat and like this concept of just chilling and talking okay. and like the oral dialogue we don't really have it here so i loved hezenya hezenya man oh, shit. you get cultured on the hope of the hood i feel very cultured right <laughs> now <laughs> hezenya my dude what would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse um i, <laughs> I don't know what that's like uh i try to like steal a plane <clears throat> Ooh, i like that um, then where would you go though skr, skr. You know, like a, a mountaintop. <laughs> All right. I like but, that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that would be – those are one of the things where it's like you're about to die. Everyone's about to die. Like yeah. you better try the craziest thing to survive, and I think stealing a plane would be pretty I'm going cool. to Kid Super in the apocalypse, man. I know there's <laughs> something there's something going to be going on at Kid Super. That's, I'm going to make this shit all feel good when it's all over. All right, last and final question. What would you tell your seventh grade self now? Yeah, everybody, I like asking that question. Um, Seventh grade self would be um, start sooner. And and what you're doing, like, start sooner, and the things that you want to do are possible. So, like, pick up guitar. Pick up, because when I was, I remember being in seventh grade and being like, damn, it's too late for me for instruments. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I felt like that my whole life about a lot of things. Dude. But it was like, oh, it's too late for this. Oh, it's too late. So it's like, pick, or like everything you're doing, just like start now and like train and practice when everybody's uh, not looking and like fuck all the bullshit, which I try to tell myself all the time. But like all of the like girls, friend, like party, blah, 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 like all of that is such bullshit. So drugs, everything bullshit. So I think, and I never was. I'm not really telling my seventh grade because I wasn't the person, but I think what I didn't wasn't comprehending was how like possible things were. Right. You know what I mean? And if I had stuck with anything and like t-shirts, but if I had when I was 15 picked up the fucking flute, right? I'd probably be at Juilliard for flute. <laughs> so That's what how the flute sounds. So what I was telling my seventh grade self is like, you you can do it and just work hard. And whatever it is, but I would, I would, I would have a very specific right. list for myself. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, be like Tango. yo, don't talk to Julie <laughs> that lived on the block up the block from no, you. She I was no be good. Like, I would be like Tango lessons yeah, now. Yeah. If I was fire at Tango right now, I'm yo. stealing all of your husband. Now I'm wives. saying, young, young. <laughs> they call him Young Blazini legs. Yo, he comes through. It's like Blazinis, my dude. Um, backflips. I'd say do gymnastics. I'd say. You can be a professional soccer player. I'd pick up a fucking guitar. Yo. You know, stuff like that. There you have it, folks. You know what I'm saying? Kid Super is telling you, don't wait for tomorrow. Do it today. Whatever it is, it's possible. 
Yeah. That's how I feel. You know, that's what this whole podcast is about. It's kind of like li- trying to liberate people that aren't already liberated or maybe have that. You know, sometimes you feel liberated, but then you have that thing that shakes your your uh, beliefs a little bit. So it's like, yo, it's just like that reinforcement of like, yo, you could do it. And yeah. it's all up to you. You know it's what I mean? hope, right? It's called hope. Um, the fans are called hopefuls. What can we expect from you? What is some, give us some plugs. The, oh, what, the do, plug. what do you need to plug? And, um, yeah, just more more stuff coming out of the kids' super world. Um, definitely going to get into a lot of video stuff. Um, um, and then definitely more clothes, more art, more different random stuff. Just come hang out. Boom. Thank you so much. Is this live? Nah, no, this, okay. is, this is, you won't hear right. this on Monday though. So, guys, thank you so much. How do I share this? Oh, we got you. We're going to yeah. send you all of the links. Is it and on everything. SoundCloud? We got you. We got you. iTunes. A cast. Laughable. Laughable. Okay. My dude, all thank right. you so much for thank coming you. out. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, my brother.